0: Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 11, 12, and 13 of The Fires of Heaven, The Nine Horse Hitch, An Old Pipe, and A Small Room in Cinda. Cinda, Cinda, Enjoy! Enjoy! Welcome to season five, episode seven, episode 101. 101. Mm-hmm. 101. Uh no Patreons this week, but we do have David Russell in chat. David, so David, welcome David. back, David. David David David. Uh, uh, David,
1: David. David, 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 David. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> All right, Moonshine's kicking in. <laughs> yep,
0: yep, yep. Um, and after all the giveaways we did for the 100th episode and all the giveaways I gave this month, I have no more giveaways we're doing right now. They are all uh, either ordered or in the mail or in some form of getting to said people that won everywhere and every which way. So we will be doing more giveaways come February, but for now, that's all we got in our budget.
1: We're so. going to give away our love this week for all of our, yes. all of our regular listeners. Yes. That's yes. right. I'm talking to you. Yes, you. Yes. I love you. i love love you i'll never (laughs) let go and no
0: guests this week but next week we do have a guest coming on we have north harbor podcast me apparently apparently they know where it is (laughs) Uh, um maybe they can maybe they can help me help me
1: out maybe maybe they can explain (laughs) it when they come on we'll we'll find out yeah yeah
0: We'll, we'll see um and that's it for really announcements. There's not really much going on as far as in the world reads world. Yeah, you get boring <laughs> since all last this. Thursday. Sorry guys. Yeah, um, but yeah, so but personal life. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on there. Um, so just been busy. Like I've never been more busy with my nine to five job than I have in my entire life than I am right now. And it's just I think like. Just, I don't know what it is, but I am slammed every day at work, which is fine. Um, and then I've been pulled a million different directions. And then, yeah, you know, last weekend we had a good weekend uh, with the kids. We took them to a the basketball game, which was a blowout. So uh, it was not really a fun game because when the team, well, the team we were rooting for won, but it was like 90 to 40. So. Oh, yeah. Was that was CNU game? Not, yeah, it was a CNU game. Yeah. <laughs> <It was> not. <laughs> Not a fun game when it's that, that far apart. Yeah, it's not yeah. even a game. It's like
2: <laughs> it's college like... versus middle school. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: This was bad. Um, but, yeah, and then as far as this weekend coming up, we got, like, snowmageddon finally coming to Virginia. I know a lot of the country's already had a lot of snow. It missed us last week, but this week it's supposed to start snowing on Thursday night, and it's supposed to be a high of uh, 28 degrees, which is well below freezing. That's the high. And stay that low throughout the entire weekend, and it's supposed to snow for like three days straight. Mm. So I'm sure we're gonna get some accumulation. I think they're calling for about a foot here, oh, wow. which is which is a lot for Virginia. Um, that
1: shuts yes. everything down. Like,
0: yeah, everything gets shut down. For two um, inches? We don't really have snow. Yeah, we don't have snow plows here, so you get like a dusting that shut everything down. Like, we get a, we get we get like a foot. It's the apocalypse. <laughs> 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 like, like, do not touch. Do not get anywhere near the roads because everybody runs into each other. Um, I mean, last time it snowed in Virginia, it didn't even snow here, but it snowed on 95 towards uh, D.C., and I think people were stranded on 95 for something like nine hours. Yeah, yeah, so
2: it's was crazy. <laughs> like,
0: some people died. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, people, like, I, mean, I, I laugh, but, like, literally, like, that's how bad it gets around here because we don't have snow plows. Like, it's just like, right. oh, we're in the south. We don't need snow plows. And then it snows. You're like... And we're screwed.
1: You just gotta sit around and wait it out for a couple of days. Now, the, the the good thing is it never lasts that long. Normally, within a couple of days, everything's drivable. But a foot that if it doesn't warm up pretty quick or you don't get sunny days, that that'll stick around for a while. We we don't have the ability yeah. to clear it out.
0: No, no, we don't. Oh yeah, and I do have a kid coming. No, we've talked about it before, and we're five weeks away. So um, snowstorm do baby. That. Yeah, snowstorm Start baby. Start reading up on how to deliver, Alan.
2: Yeah. Mm, so, that would be crazy, actually. <laughs> I
0: was joking. About, so, like, the other night where uh, my, my kids were bathing and I was doing the bath because my wife has like, five weeks away from being having a kid. So, she's getting down <laughs> and up <out>. is kind <laughs> of difficult <laughs> right <laughs> now. And and she came to the bathroom and she almost slipped and fell. And I was like, we are not having a baby tonight. You are not falling. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> not going to happen. Um, so, we're not shocking the baby. So, anyway. So that's a uh, fun time. It's so going to be a Tuesday night.
1: You're going to be recording live from the hospital.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if we end up like missing a week coming up in the next few weeks, it's because uh, I had a kid and I and my wife would probably kill me if um, our, 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 in the next few weeks. Obviously, we're getting to that time frame where in the middle of recording, we might shut down the middle of recording. because my wife comes in like, yeah, i a water break. We're going to the hospital now. I'm like, deuces, guys. I'm mm-hmm. out. <laughs> sure.
1: Understood. 100%. I
0: dare you to be yeah. like,
2: honey, I'm still recording. <laughs> Five more yeah. minutes, yeah. five more minutes, babe.
0: Five more five minutes. Let, let, let me wrap it up. It up. Uh, wrap it up. Uh, All right. So, so where well, you can, can find, find the Will us. reads.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what about you guys? What's going on?
1: Uh, uh. So what to report since last? Um, back to work, back on mission. Obviously, um, we did such a, a good job on the block we were on that they sent another unit home. And they gave us another block, so whereas it was like a company running each block, now we're a company running two blocks. Uh, I am running the block that does all of the COVID-positive quarantine buildings for our guests, so anybody out here that gets tested in their positive quarantine, they come to my block and we provide care for them. And that has been interesting, Um, only a week into that, but a lot of challenges, uh, but a lot of fun also. Uh, Almost delivered a baby last night. Uh, We had an eight-and-a-half-month pregnant woman. She was in uh, the COVID-positive building. She had a couple kids in there with her because they were also positive. And then she started having contractions in the middle of the night, and it took forever to get EMS out there. And, like, I was with the interpreter having her time them, and, boy, they were getting closer and closer. So, like, I was already at the point of, uh, you know, sent guys back to go get clean towels and everything, and we were actually getting ready to deliver a baby if we needed to. Uh, but EMS got there in time and got her to the hospital. So, uh, Good job. Yep, yep.
0: Is there, do, do, you, do you have any uh, female soldiers with you named Jenny?
1: No. No. Nope. Okay. Not Jenny. I was just hoping that
0: there's Jenny from the block. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> well, we only have, so in, in our company, so in our platoon, we only have one female soldier. Um, hmm. And obviously she doesn't work every day. That, that'd burn her out. So we have to be... Sure. Um, there's there's certain missions that, of course, we do use you for specifically when we know we're engaging with a lot of the female population or young kids. But, um, yeah, can't do all the female engagement team type, type stuff that I'd like to do because we only have one person that, that could do that. So, anyways, sure. and, of course, recording from a hotel tonight. Hopefully I make it to this episode. Wicked tired, um, pushing almost 19 hours, no sleep, uh, and I've already had a few sips of moonshine before we started. So, yeah. Hmm. We'll have an orchestra
3: or a symphony. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I might start snoring.
3: Uh, uh,
2: uh, let's see. Let's see. all good, Chris. Me, I've been snowed in, which has been super nice. So here in Charlotte, we got snow, and it wasn't a whole, whole lot. You know, I think maybe four inches where I'm at, but it's enough to shut everything down. Hey, four inches been... is plenty. <laughs> yeah, it's about <laughs> the destructive ability of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Can you work it? <laughs>
0: How girth how girthy was the snow though? I mean, no, that, that's right, I mean yeah. it was
2: everywhere. I mean it was it was pretty thick. It was thickly laid on. So Damn, that right. being said. Alright, all right. All right. <laughs> anyway, so like we we've been snowed in, so we finally took down most of the Christmas decorations and we I've literally been off of work up until tomorrow, which We have a two hour delay, but you know, staff can drive in early with the black ice, but the kids just can't come early. I'm hoping all the Mm. bus drivers just call out tomorrow because we're already short. And then like they've already wrong with being short. (laughs) Short staffed. (laughs) There's a lot wrong with being short staffed.
1: There's nothing wrong with being short staffed either. feeling marginalized here are you othering me we don't have enough people to service our students why can't you service yourself what's wrong with that what's wrong with self-service okay
0: my girlfriend's a thousand
1: miles away all right i'm doing the best i can you're so judgy tonight chris
2: (laughs) Uh, needless to say i've been putting in some new job applications you know of anybody in Charlotte hiring I'm available (laughs) Bank of America Uh, I'm actually thinking about going that route between Bank of America and Truist because I know they started opening up some new jobs I'm like this
1: close that close so
2: anyway Otherwise, I don't like that
1: hand gesture you just made Chris (laughs) (laughs) especially looking at me pinching little fingers together
0: (laughs) so So Zol Zol just asked are you a staff sergeant
1: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes, I am. <laughs> Short staffed. <laughs> yep, yep. There
2: was something else I was going to say, but I just can't even think of it anymore. It clearly was not important enough. Don't so. worry.
1: Whatever it is, I'll twist it. I'm so. sure. <laughs> All right. That is it. We are done.
0: That's it. That's it. We're done. All right, cool. So. Let's move right into this chapter. Um, let's, let's jump right in, guys. Okay. Uh, so we're in chapter eleven, uh, the nine horse hitch. Would well, anybody
1: in chat
2: can tell us what a nine horse hitch is. It would be much appreciated. Oops. I'm still confused.
1: Like I know, I, oh, yeah. I feel like I'm supposed to be laughing at this title and everything, but I, I don't get it.
0: Well, it's a play on words, but just uh, think about it. If you Rearrange take some of the letters, and...
2: take the H out and put a B, then I mean it makes it funny at least. I mean, yeah. and if she could take nine horses then Whew.
0: Nine
1: whores itch oh. oh We'll see Chris and I don't frequent the same places You used to, Alex so. <laughs> I know we discussed this yeah. last go around Hey, my times in I'm Thailand were yeah. Our stories don't end up Like 24 hours later in the free clinic <laughs> <laughs>
0: What happens in Thailand stays in Thailand, all right? Fair
1: enough. <laughs> well, that does make sense now. Okay. Yeah. If you didn't get it by the eighth uh, one, the ninth one definitely gives you the edge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. All right. So let's hit it.
0: All right. Yeah. So our chapter symbol is the Flame of Tarvalan. And we're back with um, Loghain and Swan and Min. And and um, they've made it to Lugard. Um which we've talked about a Lugardian accent from even from book one. That's what Patton Fane has. So um, it's where he's from. It's a, it's a little town kind of like right in the middle of the, the, the map. Um, definitely a big trading town where lots of different people come through. And you can tell by this, uh, I say town, city. Um, and uh, they stop. They're, they're looking for an end called the Nine Horse Itch. 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 <laughs> now I'm going to say that <laughs> one There you go. Um, and they're kind of looking around the city and they're finding a bunch of other, all the other inns have kind of crude names as well and have crude like signs out front. So it's definitely an um, entertainment district. You know, it's, it's, it's a very interesting district. You might call it a red light district.
1: <laughs> Roxanne, you don't have to put on the red light. Those days are over. I'm going go to go up another now. The your third teacher to the has night. now called
2: I need to remove my emails Roxanne. off of my desktop the third teacher is now called out you can remove that Uh,
1: yeah you you look kind of sick yourself chris you might want to go ahead and send that note in (laughs) you sound horrible too jeez Mm. so i'll say this slightly not relevant but kind of relevant when i read lugard i went huh that sounds like picard and then i started thinking about Jean-Luc picard and how he looks and then i started thinking he actually kind of looks like how Pat and Fane was in my head when I first read about Pat and Fane. He's definitely got the nose, you know? Mm -hmm. So now my mental image for Pat and Fane is Jean-Luc Picard, but like the evil, like Borg version. (laughs) So totally not related to anything here, really. Okay. Sorry.
2: Yeah. I kind of like the description of this city. It just really kind of screamed at me a little bit. Dust and noise filled the air clanging from the smithies. The rumble of wagons and the curses of the drivers, boisterous laughing from the inns, the sun-baked lugar as it slid towards the horizon. The air felt as if there might never rain again. I mean, beyond the, like, arid dryness, like, this image just shows me Busy City, which kind of reminds me of my time in New York. It was really dirty and loud, and I'm sorry if you're from New York. This is my own run-in with it for two days of being in the smack dab middle of the city. It was just not what
1: I expected, and a little gross. So, I'll
2: put that out there. Mm-hmm.
1: And how and, about this? If yeah. if this is where Pat and Fane is from, like, how proper would it be? You know, if if the Dark One or Basilan or whoever was looking, uh, like, man, I need a hound. I need somebody to train up. Where can I go to find somebody that you know, easy to break, easy to manipulate, like, with no woman. morals? Where should I go? Well, this town. I mean. It's, doesn't seem like they have a strong moral fiber running in them at all not so, at all right he's probably and like the you said son, right yeah easy biggins yeah yeah i can he see needs why you need a purpose and
2: you need a purpose yeah. and you go for it and he clearly needed one so they
1: picked him right up off the street ballsy was like i'll be your daddy and he's like <laughs> oh please <laughs> don't spare the yeah. rod right
0: <laughs> and, and and during the scene, you also get like a little bit of description of some of the, I guess, side effects of stealing and some of the silver linings, I guess, um, you know, uh, doesn't look anything like uh, Swan doesn't look anything like she used to. So, it, you know, it doesn't have to disguise herself or anything like no one would recognize her. Looks like a younger woman, uh, younger than her age um, uh, actually is. Uh, and, and Leanna, who is Demani, um, you know, is definitely leaning into her Demani ways you know, now that she's not an I Sedai I anymore yeah, and practicing on Loghain and practicing her, her craft. I
1: say. <laughs> yeah. I also noted that, it, you know, Loghain and then our two former Isidai, um, at least recently, you're not reading about any of the like mopiness, depression or whatever. Um, again, maybe it's cause they're just so focused on the mission at hand, but they're not, they're not feeling like how they described Loghain when we first saw him uh at the White Tower, um, you know, after being removed from the power. So it's it's especially low gain, like he seems like a bit of a, a pompous ass. Yeah, you know? I agree. I get those mm-hmm. vibes. So
3: yeah. Okay.
1: Interesting well, I mean, turn yeah. here.
2: So like looking at this description um of Swan, it kind of reminds me of when Ian kept going, you know, it's all time related. They're going forward in time, going back in time. Like maybe the magic is speeding time up or slowing time down. Well here we have the reversal of the magic and i guess physically she's kind of reverting even though she says she kind of looks better than what she thinks she really would have or should have so i did find that interesting and then also you can kind of see some of swan's insecurities coming out for example her relationship with bella and how she distrusts animals i thought that was really interesting she's like the only means of transportation that's reliable is a boat because you can control it so we know she's a control freak and that's not going to go away but mm-hmm. we now see that she really has a fear of her inability to control, which is always, you know, a little sad.
0: Yeah. And she's worried about her horse biting her. And who is her horse? I mean, Bella! Bella!
2: <laughs> now i know where that comes from <laughs> oh,
1: i didn't take a full breath that time
3: <laughs> i will be, be ready dog. next time <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so yeah bella comes back to the story which is important we got to note that um, you know whenever bella shows up it's important but
2: But speaking to the mental health side of it, you you mentioned that a little bit. Um, Though they don't talk about the depression, she says that she often finds herself listing such advantages, um, the advantages of being still, that is, and perhaps trying to convince herself they were real. Freed from the 3 oaths, she could lie at need and uh, for one thing, and her own father would not recognize her. She did not look as she had as a young woman. The changes maturity had made... Are still there, but softened into youth. So, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. she's definitely shifted into another person. And though she is not talking about depressing matters, she's still grasping at straws to feel better about the fact that she no longer has control of the power.
1: Mm-hmm. But searching for the good stuff, I like it. You know, you she's mm-hmm. trying to she's trying to make herself be optimistic,
0: trying to make the best of what's around.
1: Yeah, making lemonade. Yeah. Um,
0: yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, Swan so does enter another inn down the street and leaves quickly because as soon as she walks in, there's a bunch of catcalls and hmm. it's not directed towards her. <laughs> so she's like, nope, going to head right back out. Um, but she's been looking for the nine horse hitch because there's a hitch because there's a um, uh, eyes and ears there. So that's that's her whole motivation. She's trying to figure some information out. And she used to run uh, basically, the spy network for the Blue Lodge before she became Armaland. So she knows some of the connections. And she's trying to seek them out to get get information, which is smart.
1: Yeah, hopefully she knows the secret booty shake to (laughs) talk to the Mm -hmm. the intel person here. Yeah. Wink. I mean, I think it's
2: really interesting how he he goes into detail and Jordan goes into detail about the different ways to talk to the spies within the network. It seems like such a small detail, but I think it's going to make a big difference later on down the road. I mean, it already has. I mean, our our girls ran into you know two people that they were able to get information for in the last couple of chapters, even though they were kind of crooked. I mean, could you really call them crooked though? They were doing their job. Like they were loyal to the cause and tried to take these women by whatever means necessary. They were looking to get good favor. <clears throat> and now we have an opportunity for Swan to test the Blues and determine whether or not their network is still viable and worth anything also before we yeah. go on i want to look at uh swan's understanding of leanna now like she's like she's flat out calling her a hoe essentially
1: mm-hmm. use a hoe oh. Oh. <laughs> like there I there was the, the
2: introduction of the demoni Winch's kiss and she said it was a painting of a copper-skinned woman bare to the waist was over the door of course Uh, With puckered lips, Swan wondered what Leanna would make of it, but the way the woman was now, it might only give her notions. Mm. (laughs) Mm. I mean, Mm. how much does the mind change when you're stilled? Mm -hmm. And do you really go back to relying on your old ways that much? Or, I mean, is she trying to survive or is she trying to thrive?
1: Everybody plays to their strengths. They play to what they're good at. They try mm-hmm. to steer conversations to topics that they know about. They, you know, if you're given a task, you're going to look at it from the, the perspective of what your strengths are and how you could use those to accomplish it. So they can't channel anymore. Uh, so maybe this is telling us that prior to learning a channel, there wasn't much to this woman. Hmm. I don't no. know. Or, or maybe, maybe she learned at a young enough age that she never had a chance to develop any other skills. I guess that's a, a fair assessment here.
2: Oh yeah, we know that was the skill of our family. So of all the women the Damani women. Sure.
0: Yeah. According to court, yeah, you know, there might be more depth there. It's just yeah, uh, you know, hearsay and, and sure the way culture is, is thought of. Anyway, um so they finally get to the nine horse hitch and they meet the innkeeper, uh the owner, uh, a woman named Duranda Fame. Uh, and she, Swan starts giving the secret codes, which is like asking for a job singing and then offers the two songs she knows the Song of Three Fishes and Blue Sky <laughs> Dawning.
1: Dro- I said, Nodges like, a wink. Nodges seems a no. wink to a blind man, <laughs> eh? To blind man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it now? <laughs> the Song of Three
0: Fishes. Okay, well, you can go ahead and test your. The Song of Three Fishes.
1: I said, The Song of Three Fishes. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs>
0: Um, and of course the innkeeper just like leans right into it, which is hilarious. Like, all right, then show me your legs.
1: We got to see what we're working with here. <laughs> and she's like, hike up uh, your <laughs> skirt a little more and show your world to me. <laughs> so, so the
2: objectification what you think about of women is
1: definitely allowed
2: in this in city. This, yeah. and I yeah. mean, the thing is, it's just, it's a way for them to make money. and, um, I've been watching Carnival Row, so this kind of triggered those thoughts in my mind about how, like, the ladies on the row or the fairies on the row went from being, you know, women of esteem essentially to just finding a way to make money. And yeah. I mean, for these women, it's a way of life. For somebody like Swan, who has been in charge and been in power for so long and then comes from a very proud background, she was definitely appalled by the idea of having to show skin to gain mm-hmm. favor and yeah. you know, you kind of get the feeling like these men would have done with her as they pleased. But then yeah. also at the same time, I-, I felt that way, but then I didn't feel that way. It's like, I think it's just so normalized. They, you know, somebody like Swan would have just been kind of passed along. Like, ah, she's not trying to give it up. We're not going to really, not, we don't care. There's plenty of others.
0: Yeah. It, it's it, Yeah. And there's this really interesting dynamic going on here as well where, you know, Suwan comes from power. She's used to being in charge, and she's definitely not here. And she doesn't really know how to handle it well. She's um,
2: talking to an ogre. I know no gear, an yeah. ogre. Okay. This woman is huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but, you know, the, the innkeeper's just putting her in her place. Like, nope, we're coming back here to talk. And, and, and the innkeeper just assumes she's another informant, so she's not treating her like the right. armament or anything like that it's just another person like not an Aes in fact he even jokes around saying if you act like that around an Aes Sedai they'll, they'll tear you apart like you, you yeah. need to calm your tone down if you're going to be an agent
1: <laughs> which is actually kind of true depending on the Aes Sedai she runs into <laughs> true <laughs> if so. they're not a supporter she's in trouble
0: oh definitely well yeah she's wanted so she escaped yep. so yeah um, so what do you think about I mean let's talk about this whole scene Thoughts? What do you think think of the information that's given? What do you think about
1: how it's handled? Um, So, even though she plays the modest card, don't you think because of her background she'd be wearing fishnet stockings? (laughs) (laughs) Am I the only one that thought of that? Is it just me? (laughs)
0: Well, Now now I can't not think about that. It's like she's the Christmas
1: story lamp. I mean, that's that's what they modeled it after.
0: <laughs> you sure? You sure? Men's not the lamp. Because no, I'm gonna go no, with no. go with Swan here. Okay. I okay. mean, if it
1: has to do with fish in any way, shape, or form, it's Swan.
0: Okay. Sure. So there you go. I, I like um,
2: the way that the innkeeper played this. She played it really safe and really close, and she commanded and retained power of the situation throughout the entirety of the conversation. I mean, starting with literally mocking Swan and having her, you know, hike up her, her skirt as far as she was willing to go and then take it a little bit further. You know, Swan got so embarrassed, she closed her eyes and started blushing. And then next thing you know, the innkeeper was like, on her way down the hall, like, come on, bring your ass, let's go, let's let's have this conversation. It was <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Swan had to really be put in, taken aback, and she said, your caution gets the boat home. That was what she had to remind herself, which was just telling her, go along with things, you know, be cautious, make sure you're being aware, but understand where you're at, and like Swan's train of thought, as she's going back into this room, she's already looking for an escape. She's like, alright, I know that I can probably hit this woman over top the head, if this turns out to be a trap, and I can get out the back door. Um, so she was consciously optimistic, because she was really hoping to get information, And, I mean, she was rewarded. She made the statement, like, you did not have to treat me in that manner out there. Um, What did you mean forcing me to? And the woman said I had every right and every necessity. If you had come at open or closing as you're supposed to, I could have hustled you in here and none the wiser. So clearly the lady understands that there are eyes and ears all over the city that are looking for anything significant to report on. And had she just rushed Swan to the back to mm-hmm. you know, make her look
0: important,
1: then she would have stood out. Yeah,
0: it's, this is. Yeah, been sus.
1: Yeah, good point. If I think if and and Swan, I, I take her as being very smart and intelligent. If she could set her feelings aside a little bit right here, I think she could appreciate that uh, this lady is very good at her job and uh, did them both a, a solid favor the way she played that out you know, to not draw attention Mm -hmm. like you were saying. Uh, But, you know, also, you know, my first point, very good at her job. So what does that mean? Uh, I think she's dedicated to the mission, and you can trust the information that she's given you. I think it gives a little credit to what you're being told by her. I don't know if we know enough to say that you could trust what side she would fall on given a choice if she knew everything that was playing out, but she takes her job as messenger slash informant seriously, so if there's a message to pass along, you know, you could probably, she's not going to twist it and... You know, mm-hmm. tell no lies. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and Swan reports to her saying, you know, Swan, uh, telling her that Swan Shanche has been stilled and Alada has now taken over. And Mistress Thane's, uh, rea- Thane, uh, Thane's reaction is just like, oh, that old buzzard finally uh, yeah. <laughs> got <Yeah. done."> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> But But she did it in a way that was so like, I had respect for her, but... So it surprises me that it happened, but eh, whatever. Wouldn't it be funny if
1: we find out that this lady actually knew a little bit more than she was letting on, and like, you know this this line is delivered with a wink, like that old buzzard. Like, I know it's you, but I am not gonna say it if you don't flat out bring it up. I am not gonna say it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that would be that would be funny. Yeah, and then finally she gives her a little piece of information because someone asked where the blues have gone. They said um, something about some girl named Sally Dara. and Swan knows immediately what that means. And she's like, Thank you. That's great. I think I can find my own way out at this point. <laughs> Got yeah. everything I need to know.
3: Yeah.
2: But of course, not without a really quick, Ah, she's not worth it, guys. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> the
0: whole crowd starts laughing. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Uh, I could imagine her embarrassment. Like it played in my mind so perfectly of just like turning on beat red and then running into the street so upset. And then being like, God, if only I had the power, I would bring the whole building down. As a matter of fact, she would never have said this to me because I would have walked in there bringing the building down. But, hey.
0: Oh, yeah, and and, and also a ch- chat just reminded me as well. Uh, we missed about the, originally she was looking for the informant from Four Kings, but they were missing. Um, if you remember Four Kings from Book One. Uh, uh, was the town that the ran one uh,
1: The town that got burnt down. Well at least the yeah. end that got burnt down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they sent some gold to rebuild it. How long <coughs> does it take to Maybe. rebuild? Come on.
0: And that was that was Bar-Lon that got burned down. Uh Four Kings was where Rand channeled lightning and Yeah. And struck, the end yeah.
1: That's
2: right. But yeah. had she gone there, she would have actually got herself in trouble with a dark friend if they were still in existence. So interfering. Yeah. You know? yeah, it probably works out they didn't go that way.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Probably works out that Rand destroyed it.
1: Yeah. And yep. anyway, so Swan definitely needs to reflect on this and realize she didn't really approach this whole situation as, as well as she could have. They, even though she's not as recognizable, well, maybe not recognizable at all. I mean, people that have seen her before have already come across her and didn't recognize her, right? Maybe. Um, either way, still can't risk getting mm-hmm. caught. Need need to play it cool, um, not stand yeah. out. I mean, flash forward a little bit, and you know, there's a couple other groups following them and they were easy to pick out you know Mm -hmm. so both groups got the same story about these you know new people in a town causing a ruckus girl that can't sing and doesn't want to show her legs and then now everybody's chasing her right she probably could have avoided all Mm -hmm. that by like the lady said show up you know at opening or closing and no big deal nobody notices so yep yeah exactly got to learn to play the game now oh yeah this is is the hand she's been dealt
0: and she she also reflects on uh, on on Salidara, which must mean Saladar, um, the the city that they are told to go to uh, and she talks about I love where, a good where it is in, in the history <laughs> which is which is which uh, Saladar is, is is Robert Jordan's cellar door um, which uh, if you ever have read up on like Tolkienism uh, like Tolkien was the I think he was the one who first coined that cellar door is the most beautiful. Word in the English language, Um, so like most fantasy authors use a cellar door somewhere. If you go look through, not just fantasy, but a lot of different writing, um, there's something that's similar to a cellar door.
1: Um, So, Saladar is the. It just rolls off the tongue so nicely. It
0: rolls the cellar door.
1: Sure.
2: I have to look into that more. I've never heard that before. So look, learning. Yeah,
0: I think it, I think Tolkien's actually the one who yeah. who, who talked about that in I guess, interviews. Anyway, um, so yeah, they make fun of her. She goes outside, and then she runs into two white cloaks. Uh, almost runs into them actually, and she ducks away and thinks how stupid she is. because She's so flustered that ducking away from white cloaks is almost just as bad as 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 being noticed because they probably won't recognize her anyway because of her face and everything like that. Like. Stucking away will make her look more suspicious. and Probably wasn't the best move. Yeah. She needs to get back on, back on our wits. Like if
1: you're walking down a crowded street and you see a couple of cops that are just patrolling the street and you make eye contact and you go, oh shit, and you turn around and run the oh. other way, they gonna they're going to <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they <gonna> chase you. They're after you. They're going to chase you. Never a good thing. No. Nope.
0: No. Nope. Yeah. So anything from all this before we switch over to men's point of view?
1: Nah.
2: No. She okay. reflected on it well enough. She's like, Oop, I made a mistake. Shouldn't have done that. Yep. Gotta get out.
0: Yeah. So then we switch over to Min, who's back inside the inn at the, at the nine horse hitch. And um, she's just looking over at Loghain and, and Liana. Um, and Loghain seems kind of disgruntled. And all the men are just kind of hanging all over Liana, Liana. like <laughs> just gushing. And, um, yeah. And, and Min's kind of like, Almost kind of jealous, maybe, sort of like she's like, I wish you know, I could cause that kind of behavior in one particular man.
2: Uh, well, and that's why when you said
0: jealous, it's like, I don't know about jealous, not ge- jealous, but, but you know, had that had the skin, not jealous of all the men falling. admiring her ability. Yeah, for sure. that's probably the better. Yeah, admiring the ability. And she's only thinking, she's not thinking about like men falling, like a bunch of guys falling all over her. It's just one particular, but
2: now, do we think her. Uh, affinity towards Rand is because of the Tveren, or like, because she really didn't spend enough time with him, in my opinion, to really have feelings like that. Can't escape
1: the mm. pattern.
2: Like, yeah, Can't I mean, get pulled it's, tighter. that's just what it has yeah. to be. Like, I, I kind of feel that way of her, and I still feel that way about Elaine. Like, they didn't spend enough time together to really develop that solid of a relationship for them. Okay, really old man, them they're young.
1: <laughs> Very young. Do you remember like when you were young you go on like a date which is really like you and the girl you like and a group of friends that go to do oh, something? You're all white woman. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, we're getting married. I love this person for, like so much. You don't even understand.
2: I did that though. Mom, Dad, you don't you're understand. Not... I love her. My my first relationship I was in for nine years.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> You're in high school and the girl sitting next to you sneezes, I think she likes
1: me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't go through that. I was not that
2: guy. I was like, uh y'all
1: cost money. I don't have time for you. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize that. Anyways, but no. I mean to your point, it it Why it, it took you years. it took you those years of experience and that relationship experience to gain the knowledge you have now. They don't have that right now. They're young yeah they so don't they know this exactly i don't know what commitment yeah. is trying to hearing that word yeah shut up i mean what's love got to do
2: with
3: it anyway but,
2: <laughs> but it was funny so that the tall domani woman had already been leading logaine by the nose when they entered the inn, and she had attracted more men like flies to honey with that swaying walk and the smoldering light in her eyes there had very, there had very nearly been a riot. Logane and the merchant's guard, with hands on swords, knives being drawn, the stout proprietor and his two heavily muscled fellows rushing in, the crudgels, and Leanna had doused the flame, much as she had ignited them, with a smile here and a few words there, and a pat on the cheek. Even the innkeeper had lingered a while, grinning like a fool, until his customer called him away. Like that's power.
1: She's loving it too. Mm-hmm. She knows she can, she can get mile, men riled up and settle them down with just you know a turn of the hips, a, a certain look of. For the whole reason why we had the Trojan War. She's yeah. feeling herself.
0: <laughs> feeling herself.
2: <laughs>
1: I wish I could say I was immune to it, but man, it happens sometimes. Man, they get you. And jaw just, drops I, on the floor. You act a fool.
2: I'm slightly disappointed yeah. in men. Like men was my like my girl. Like. Forget men. I don't need m e n. I don't need men. I'm men, like I'm the tomboy. I'm the ruffian. Like I can see people's futures. Like I know what's going on. Like she just seemed cool, calm, and collected when we first met her, and now she's more of a girl. There's nothing wrong with that, but I just I want the old men back. the The confident, pant wearing. I don't need you men.
1: Yeah, go against the grain. Yeah very much willing to yeah. be a, now you know, she's a like, how act. can I get Rand to fall in love with me? Yeah. And I yeah. think it's silly, the timing of these thoughts, you know, um, you know, experiences vary. So other people out there um, who, who have served, so I'm talking about military experience here, or in a combat zone or something. It's, it's not that you don't have time to think these thoughts. You certainly do. Um, but they're definitely in the downtime, down moments and, and in, in between the chaos uh, you sit there and think about home. You think about the loved ones. You might think about this, you know, crush or you know, your girl back home, whatever. But you certainly don't think about those things while you're on mission. Which I, I feel like they certainly are right now. Like there's got to be some sort of, uh, um, I don't know, anxiety, tunnel vision going on. Just focus on surviving, not being, you know, seen by people that are chasing you. You're being chased. Your life's in danger, sort of thing. So just the timing of all these thoughts seem odd to me. If they were outside of town and sitting around a campfire and before she was about to doze off for the night and somebody else is on watch and that's where mine wandered, that would make more sense to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, right in the middle of the hustle and the bustle and nah.
2: Well, I mean, I guess like to clarify, they were waiting.
1: They were sure. waiting on Swan to get back, so. I think know. they'd be waiting and watching, like looking to see who's looking at them. Yeah. They're, really. they're definitely not in the clear where they're at right now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Wow. Juan comes back in. It's like time to go, guys. We need to leave. Yeah,
1: could just be me, yeah. though. I don't know.
2: It's... Now, is it am I the only one that thought of Santa and his sleigh when they were talking about the nine horse hitch?
1: <laughs> How many reindeer yes. are there? <laughs> there are eight reindeer and Rudolph. Plus like, Rudolph. You know, Rudolph. You know. That's nine. Yeah, I nice. thought it was six and Rudolph. I can't. Dash, count. Eight, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, and...
2: Comet, Cupid, Donder, Blitzer. Oh, yeah. And do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Rudolph would be nine. So that's, I was very innocent when I read that. It's like, duh. (laughs) You
0: you know about Donner's Ridge, right? You ever heard the whole tale of Donner's Ridge? If you haven't, just go Google it. But there's like this whole thing about like how all the reindeer got their names. It's like, oh, you know, dancer, dances, prancer, prances, and like Donner. Like, uh, uh, Donner's rage is like there's like a it's like a massacre, oh. um, something something really. Real. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, not Donner! <laughs>
1: Read that one to your kids on Christmas Eve. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know how Donner got his name? <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, let me tell you. <laughs> the kids, it's a picture <laughs> book. Oh gosh, this is vile.
2: Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> the rage.
0: Uh, it's anyway. horrible. But yeah, so Swan comes in, gathers them up Quick and, question.
1: Yeah. It, Sorry, mm-hmm. back it up a little bit. Uh, so mm-hmm. Min's looking at Loghain, and Loghain's looking a little dejected. Leanne's doing her thing, and Loghain's looking a little dejected. And I know I said earlier it seems like none of them are going through these depressing moments that you know we associate with being stilled or gentled. But I didn't take this, and I have no reason to. This is, this is Ian running somewhere in his own mind. I didn't take this as him being like, mopey because I've uh, been gentled. I'm wondering if, like, he's got a, either a thing specifically for Leanne or maybe he's developed protective instincts for these girls in general. And I think he's really not liking the way these guys are acting and fawning over Leanna.
0: It could be. I mean, if you're traveling with them, you start to have a camaraderie kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Get a little protect- protective.
1: Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not claiming, like, a crush yet, but certainly, like, a little protective of them for sure and not liking— the situation she's putting herself in and the way the guys are acting around her oh sure That's I I yeah and i mean
0: entirely. i mean i look back i look back to like younger years especially i mean a, a few single girls that hung out like in our group you know and we'd all be in relationships with that but like if, if certain guys would come up and start you know we'd all eat you know right. oh I mean, yeah we, for sure de- Yeah, you'd definitely be like yeah dude that's that's not gonna fly here right
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> you have like code code i won't say words but looks yeah. with your female friend where you like from a distance, ask the question, and oh, yeah. they'll give you like right. the no, no, I got this, or they'll give the right. yeah, this yeah, dude needs I'm to into go. This. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right.
0: yeah. it's like, all right, I still yeah.
2: let my fiance get into those situations. I find them hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it does happen. Anywho, so anyway, um, yeah, so and, and then yeah, Swan so gathers them up and tells them that they're heading south and it's time to go. Um, get on Pretty here get on out and that's how we kind of end this chapter
3: hmm.
1: so interesting
0: any final thoughts from this chapter
2: I think you it. <sighs> okay.
1: how confident are we that literally all the blues they run into are going to be pro swan mm, I mean we're led to all. feel pretty good about that because the blues were pretty much outcast right uh, were mm. there any blues well there were some blues part of the coup right wasn't the representation from no, everybody? There were no blues. The blues were the only ones that had not. They presented. were the ones that weren't in there. Okay. So we're led to believe that, you know, potentially all blues could be allies, but I just, nothing's ever played out that way. So I wonder if we're going to run into mm-hmm. trouble with trusting the wrong person coming up. Yeah. And there could so, be um, a blue sister that is, you know, also Black Aja. There could be. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And we might even run into a circus eventually. <laughs> yep. Is this the chapter I was skimming through it and trying to find it and it didn't jump out at me. Is this the chapter where Swan talks about uh as far as advantages of being stilled that she wasn't bound to the oaths anymore? Yes. Yes. Okay, so pause. Let's talk about this for a second. Um one, we had that question before, and I guess now officially answered, not bound because they've been they've been stilled, right? We've Mm -hmm. asked ourselves before, how is it that the Black Aja have been able to attack and kill? Clearly, they're not bound anymore to the oaths. I've also theorized that there is a way that you could be stilled or gentled and then learn to channel again. So, maybe that's how the Black Aja did it. You get stilled, and then there's some Angriel, Tangriel, Tangy, Tingy, Tangriel... Uh, that allows you to gain that power back. So I like this it, this little tidbit of information. I, I feel even more strongly that um, those that have been stilled and gentle have the potential to channel again. There is a way. I thought about when you said that when this came up, and I agree with you. Yeah, sure. It's weird how just odd stuff like that makes me go, wait a minute. You know who else <laughs> isn't bound by these rules? The Black oh. Asha, the Black Asha, and yet they exist. The Black generally... Asha
0: doesn't exist. It doesn't exist.
1: Sure, sure. Raffo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> have had to do that so much oh. lately. By the way, just no, the other side.
0: Where's Chanel in the books?
2: Exactly. She's almost done with book two. <laughs> the girl, come on, catch okay. up.
0: <laughs> well, that's the
2: thing. Like this past week, I was off, so I was her distraction. So, like, we watched TV and we played on the okay. Oculus and we play board games, and all that good stuff. But I'm also purposely trying to slow her down because I don't want her getting too far ahead of me.
1: Because right now it.
2: it's me in the moment being like, hey, hey, she's asking me all these questions. It won't be that, you, be that long yeah, she's going to tell you. It won't be that long she's going to I want to tell you this, but I can't mm. because you're not far enough along in the books. Like when I mentioned to the fact that there's a circus. And that, and...
0: <laughs> Which we'll get we'll get to that when we get to
2: the chapter. <laughs> Alan teased about it earlier, but now I can't talk about the things we talk about because she's actually actively reading and she will literally tone me out. Like she will put her fingers in her ears, start making noises, like leave me alone. I'm not I promise I'm not being a jerk about it, y'all. Like I'm really am trying to be good. But now I have a, a newfound appreciation for Alan has to do for us every
1: day. Nope. Alan's still an asshole.
2: Oh, he's still a dark friend. Chris.
1: Still a dark friend. I do not appreciate it. I mean, you feel what you want to feel, Chris. I'm not I, trying to change I, I your mind. I do not like it one bit. Yeah. I just do not like it. I do not like green eggs and ham. <laughs> yeah. I do not like it. Sam, I am.
0: All right. You guys ready to move on to chapter
1: 12? Let's do it. Let's do it. I got I got three minutes Ooh. to kill. Why not?
0: Okay. An <laughs> old pipe. Chapter 12. <laughs> and it's a new symbol. It's a bowl.
1: Yeah. <laughs> What's his uh, name, no. Gareth? Gareth Brain. G- Gareth Brain. Huh. yeah. Is that his symbol? It is. The old bull. Yeah. The old bull. I, I get some. that vibe from him, so that fits.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how so? We do switch-
1: you get to lay a
2: queen in her bed every other night?
1: Mm-hmm. Lay, lady, lay. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. my breast,
0: Which, by the way, it, 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 we've already told this story before in the podcast. Bulls are nothing to mess with. Um, nah. Yeah. I mean, I told the story about how I we went cow tipping one time
1: and jumped in the bullpen. Yeah. <laughs> Why is this one all by itself?
3: <laughs>
1: uh, they are a resilient animal. Much faster than you would think looking at them.
0: How high I jumped over that fence, I'm sure I could have qualified Olympic trials. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the adrenaline just had me go. Yeah.
1: I don't even know that you touched the fence. I think you cleared it. Just.
0: <laughs> I get out there so fast. Um, so... But the, the bull's not happy at all. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Gareth Brind, um he's he's riding into uh, Lugard, as, Lugard as well. Because um, there's been reports that Swan and some others were there uh, the day before. Um, and Barham, who's given the report, says uh, a Damani girl kicked up a fuss at the nine-horse hitch. Uh, and it still hasn't settled down quite yet. And there's also reports uh, of a fellow with shoulders that was with them. Um, and they conclude it, it, it must be Lugane, or either Daylin or Lugane. That's the name they give. So, yeah. Yes. So, what do you think you know, Gareth, I mean, it gets a little more to this later in this chapter, but like
1: what do you think about Gareth actually going this far to track her down? Uh, You could say it has something to do with getting pulled by the pattern and blah blah blah. I think later in the chapter when he kind of Flashes back to when we're gays, booting them out of her kingdom. I was like, you know, the only mm-hmm. reason I spare your life is because of all your years of loyal service sort of thing. You know, I'll let you live, mm-hmm. but you need to get the F out. Um, but let's go back to what we were talking about, the vibes we get of this guy with the, the old bull. Um, I mean, just his role has always been to be this steadfast, like leader on behalf of the queen and confident for the queen and he's just always in the service of the queen and then he's just immediately you know set out to pasture and he's sitting there in the previous chapter and doing these rulings for the town and you know okay you owe him a couple of coin or you apologize to him or you know this, this person's getting hung whatever and he's thinking about it and he's like god this is this is not what I'm made for This not my life. Sucks. This shit sucks. (laughs) This is like, and I am so dedicated to my previous job. The oaths I took, I I like, I feel them deep down in my soul, and I feel like I'm betraying those original oaths by leaving my queen. He's like, there's something more. I got to do something more, and I don't think he's figured out what it is yet. But I think he needed a quest. I think it. We're lucky that it happens to be that he's chasing after. Uh, our trio here. And I say lucky because I, I think there's going to be a happy meeting. And they all get on the same page at some point. I'm assuming that. Oh, completely agree. Like, I'm right there with you. Yeah, but he needed a quest. Something other than sitting mm-hmm. around, sitting in his chair, and just being in retirement, growing old, and passing judgment. That's not, not what's Not just see All of these men needed that. Like, they are hardened warriors. Eager to follow. They
2: Yes, they like, they, like, we got to get out of here. Like, we cannot stay still. I felt that way. Like, this snow day, I... Between having the sickness, whatever the sickness was, and the snow days, like I, I could not like. Once I started feeling better, I was like, I gotta do something. I gotta, I gotta clean the house. Like the toilets aren't clean enough. The toilets are plenty clean, but they're not clean enough, and the the floors are not clean enough. And I could find this to do and that to do and. Like, I just got anxious. Did I want to go back to work with those badass kids? Sorry, y'all. No, I did not. But I also did not want to sit at home. <laughs> so I can completely understand this feeling. And then, like we know, bulls don't really get put out in the pasture very long. You know, they, they go stale
1: if we don't mm-hmm. kill them. They would them rather be a bull until the day they die. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Oh yeah. A lot of people are like that. I mean, I I don't know how many people I've known over the years now that they work and they pour their heart and soul into their careers. And then it, it's, it's how fast they pass away after they retire. Like it's, yeah. um, I, I've known a lot gone. of men that, that they retire and they're all excited about retiring and within like three years they die. Like, it's just like, they lose their will cause that's what their entire life. It's sad in some ways and ways it's uh kind of like, wow. Um, they really were dedicated and you took that away. Um,
1: part of, so. part of the problem might also be that our system is set up so that, you know, people work <laughs> until they're around that age where people start dying. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, that's part of the problem too. Sure. I mean, you, you make a very good point, Alan, but I've also thought many times I've got to find a way to retire simply earlier because, um, not that my father's near death, but I already look at him and he's led, he's had great careers and is doing very well for himself but now that he's at the point to be able to enjoy it he's already starting to experience you know some health issues of, of just getting older you know i i watch him yeah. and he's got that monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday pill popper you know and yeah. and it's funny him and his his wife uh they they argue about oh you put you put too many green pills in there i only get one green pill and six yellow pills. You trying to kill me, lady? And she's like, ha, 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 maybe. <laughs> you know, so she's them. like, if you go, I get to enjoy retirement. <laughs> right, right. Right. So, anyways, so maybe the problem is in our society we're we're just forced to work for too long. Yeah. Yeah. When I didn't mean to take it that were, direction, true. but sorry.
2: Let's, no, but I completely let's, agree let's, with you. And yeah. these men were forced to retire early, and they're like, no, this is this is not our way yeah, of life. More. This mm-hmm. is not what we know. Like, we want to be. Active, so of course they found a cause in these women, and and for him specifically, um he really feels like there's more to as Gareth. He feels like there's more to the story than meets the eye, and he has made it his point to determine why it is that these women would break their oath. He's like, I don't believe. He's speaking specifically about Swan. I don't believe she would do that. I don't believe she'd break her oath unless there's a real reason. And then knowing that they're traveling with this guy, now he's, his other companion's like, well, you know, maybe they're being forced. Mm-hmm. So, like, they found this renewal of purpose in trying to save these women who have broken their oath. So, there's
1: something yeah. happening here. <laughs> what it is, it ain't exactly clear. Come on, now stop. Hey, hey, what's that sound? What's that Everybody, sound? Look, what's Everybody look what's going down. down.
0: Um, yeah, so they've done a lot of, like, uh, interior not really interrogating, questioning around the town. And they've kind of piece things together to figure out that they're heading south. I mean, Barum speculates they're heading to Giladun, or Altara, or uh, Amis- Amidesia, which are all south. Um, so... You know they're kind of on the right track, but they kind of decide that that's probably not the best way to go because they don't have necessarily the best relationships with Andor, <laughs> and if Andor Lord shows up somewhere down there, it might not be the best. So um, mm. they're kind of at this crossroads where it's you know, uh, but then Gareth starts to really reflect and think back about being sent away at this point. So before we move to all that, anything we missed from this whole thing about tracking Swan? And, um, and, you know they kind of question them, like, "Why are you even doing
1: this?" Like it's just. Like it's an oathbreaker. Why are you going this far? Because for this, it's a House moment for those of you who watch House. And yes, I am watching it again for the fifty bazillionth time. Uh, it's such an oddity. We we talked before when the oath was given, like this is the oath of all oaths that nobody would break, and it was very quickly and intentionally broken, and that's an oddity, and it was enough of an oddity for him to get out of his chair and go. All right, fuck sitting in this town. I need to go find out what that's about because something is going on there. I think a lot of brother, I, I,
0: I sent you what my brother said about house today, right? Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: My brother, my brother, my brother, the doctor. He's been on the on the on the podcast before. We were we were talking about uh, just uh, fictional TV show doctors where they do every single test in the entire world for unknown disease and like how ridiculous it is, like. And my brother said, yeah, I wonder if House ever got in trouble for, like, spending $2.8 million to figure out diagnosis fucking lupus. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you think you're getting in trouble as a doctor. Like, let's run every single test. Oh, uh, it's just lupus.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> not to be little lupus, if any of you have it out there, we we know it sucks. Yeah, lupus yeah. is a very serious very thing. Serious. And,
0: and uh, a friend's wife of mine has it. And it's, yeah, it's, it's
1: yeah. not cool. But, but, it, but, but it's also a running joke on the show in House where initially everybody goes, maybe it's lupus. And he's like, it's not lupus. And after like six seasons, eventually they finally have someone. And he's like, oh, well, I guess this one is lupus. Like the that's the end lupus. of the show. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. But he does. I, I'd be curious if somebody were to add up all the tests that he runs in the seasons that that show goes, it's probably billions yeah. of dollars. dollars. Of <laughs> t- not to mention the lawsuits uh, he would face, like all the settlements. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> From all the all the unnecessary tests being run, yeah, yeah. exactly. <sighs> so yeah, um, so yeah, let's switch over to Gareth reflecting back to when he uh, served and uh, had a group called the White Lions. Um, here's about that: he's been sent away, and uh, this group called the White Lions that report to Lord Gabriel. And he finds it really interesting that that you know some people are loyal to Andor and not necessarily the Queen, and, and Gareth doesn't really, yeah, you know, doesn't. Doesn't sit well with him,
1: hmm.
0: uh, but at the same time, he says it's none of your business. Like He doesn't want to talk about it. Thoughts?
1: Uh, it doesn't get into exactly what he did to get booted, right? No. Right. So, I, I, th- I think as uh, Ravine was getting involved with Morgay's, eventually it crossed the line where he felt the need to speak up, um, either on behalf of the kingdom or queendom. Uh, or because he felt like she crossed one of her own lines that she's, you know, set in her in her life, anyways. Mm-hmm. But that was enough to get him booted. So maybe defied mm-hmm. an order or something like that. Well, I mean, yeah. we
2: also know that he was like in bed with her no, in the bed. Yeah, it's like it's trying to slide in there. So he's upset. So then he's probably making demands of a queen, and she's being, you know, charmed quite literally, magically to get rid of anything that would be in the way. So she got rid of somebody that's in the way. And then, you know, reading that there is a group of people reporting to Lord Gabriel, you know, just doesn't surprise me. Of course we know who he is and what his powers are. And we know that he is controlling, you know, the queen with his ability to manipulate because we know he's really good at, at charming. Um, Mm -hmm. It what surprised yep. me more is that Gareth hasn't done anything about it and I guess probably chooses not to do anything about it. Like and then he, he even has that thought as he's, you know, filling his bowl that's, you know, carved with a wild bull collar with the rose crown of Andor for thousand years that had been the ho- sign of the house Bren, strength and courage in the service of the Queen. He said he needed a new pipe. This one was old, so he mm-hmm. knows that he's he's no longer in her service and probably will never be in her favor again, and it's time for a change.
1: yeah a good soldier follows orders <laughs> uh, and that's uh so that's the mentality you know he always had like that's something he stood by, but the orders always came from the queen, and he kind of knew her vibe and everything and uh, trusted that and felt good serving that. But then when the final order was to leave, that just didn't sit well with him. And and mm-hmm. probably the reason he was exiled for like, there's probably a lot of internal conflict. there, like, okay, I'm supposed to follow orders. I've trained myself my whole life to do that. I'm good. I'm going to leave. But none of this is sitting right with him. Yeah. Uh, he's struggling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And while he's smoking his tobacco and recounting his days and, and being exiled and, um. Uh, yeah. Was, so thankfully, he wasn't hung for treason. I'd just be thankful for that. He starts thinking about a time where how do you know he wasn't sc- hung? Sh- sh- yeah.
1: Y'all are just passing out and, judgment. You don't know nothing about this yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, sure, the Queen true. sure yeah. like it.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> but Gareth uh, recounts about his experience meeting uh, Swan. Um, that, yeah, she had come one time and had tore him up one side or the other. Said that she'd use it as fish bait. I just thought that was a
1: good little story. Fishy, fishy, fishy. Oh.
0: Fishy, fishy, fishy. More fish talk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then so this goes to my thought- point earlier that, you know, he's met her before. Might have been a while ago, but he's met her before. You would think he would maybe somewhat recognize her, but alas, mm-hmm. he did not.
0: Yep. And with all that, he gives the signal to head on out. They're going to head west, is what he has determined.
1: So. Heading west mm-hmm. that's the end hmm. now i want to live where the green grass grows watch my corn pop up and rows, every night feet tucked in close to you <laughs>
2: heading west thoughts what are my thoughts on this um i can't wait for swan to get her army because this is what it's gonna be
1: these old men <laughs> will it be swans or will it be low <laughs>
2: Ah, that I was thinking Loghain and Swan like. Am I, I made my mind up on Swan because I feel like what's going to happen is they're finally going to meet up because he went into the history of meeting Swan which we did not discuss much and how he had a run in with her and how she put him in his place and how he felt belittled and felt like a child and he remembered distinct things that she said I feel like she's going to make one of these statements and he's going to be like hold on a second who are you really? And, and then there's going to be like the realization but
1: this is the beginning of the end gonna, for Ravine and
0: then he's going to join up with with them or is, or is the yeah one? I think she, he's going to join up with
2: them mm-hmm. and I think they're going to join up with Rand and this is going to be something pretty cool
0: okay yeah cool It's going to have the old the old man wing of Rand's army yes. it's going to be like a bunch of guys with like walkers coming in
2: what well, or the generals of lawn. Rand's army? Get all like out these here. are war-hardened <laughs> veterans. Like these people, could lead for him.
1: Yeah, don't count the older guys out. They may not be able to swing the sword and battle axe twenty times, but it don't matter because they only need to swing it once. Yes. They, oh man, old, they know old man.
0: I, I I ain't trying to mess with old man strength. I'm not joking yeah. around about that. Yeah,
1: that'll get you messed up. Old real man quick. strength. Is,
0: yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: have you seen some of the videos like (laughs) well one there's some horrible videos of people mugging or just randomly attacking old people and it doesn't end well Uh. but there's a couple out there where they pick a fight with the wrong old dude and he goes straight to a boxing stance and lays them out like 80 year old men (laughs) knocking like young 20 year olds the fuck out and it's hilarious old man strength yeah yeah i need to look that up yeah there's some good ones i'll send you some chris yeah, please do. The good ones, at least. Yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you get a lot of that from having kids, too, because you get to dad arms from, like, carrying kids. And, like, you know, carrying your kid around for, like, hours and hours and hours until your arm's numb and you can't put them down. You just keep carrying it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't have a choice. I guess I'll just keep let my arm dead. fall off today. I will yeah. be
1: dragging children.
0: <laughs> no, seriously, it's, it's, it's a thing. Like, uh, I don't know how many times, like, like, cause kids are too tired to walk, and we gotta walk back to the parking lot. And like, literally, the choice is you can't leave your kid, so you guys have to carry on and you just deal with it.
1: <laughs> like, yep, and they get really heavy thing. really fast. They do. The like, car's not that far away. You're three steps towards the car. You're like, I'm not gonna make it. <laughs> well, it's nice
0: if like they hang on to so, like lessen some of the burden, but like when that happens, they always just go limp. Oh, it's just like yeah. I'm going to sleep
1: now. It's like really. Yeah.
2: I'm gonna be throwing you them could over hang my on shoulder. A little bit. Yeah. It'd be the worst. I'm like come here, throw <laughs> over <laughs> my shoulder like a sack of it. potatoes.
1: <laughs> I wish when I had well, young kids, it. I had like the kid backpack thing or the kid rucksack. You just strap them in and carry them along. Yeah. Should have yeah. done that. It'd be easy.
0: Well, we have, we had carriers when they're little, little. Like I mean, I definitely have, yeah, yeah, done that when I'm trying to do housework and like my daughter. Like when I'm when I'm working from home, she'll want to. Like, hang out with me while I'm working. It's hard for me to type and like do emails and stuff like that. So, oftentimes, I'll just like, well, she's old enough now. So, I just put her on my shoulders. And I, like, literally, she'll sit on my shoulders, like, while I'm working. She loves it. So, huh. <laughs> all right, there you go. Just sit on my shoulders. And, that's cool. Yeah. You're a good dad. Yeah, it works. Thank you. I try sometimes. That's, why it that's keeps all you can do. Do your best. <laughs> that's, all, that's all you can. Yeah. Thank Indeed. You, Anything else from these chapters before we move on?
2: No, they're good chapters.
0: All right, moving on to Chapter 13, a small room in Siena.
2: Siena. La Siena.
0: No soup for you. Sanchi Pats. Sonsonet. A small room in Sonsonet. Oh,
1: Sonsonet.
0: Oh, nailed And the symbol's an elephant. Yeah, got it. That's an elephant. Symbol's an elephant. Elephant.
1: Huge difference. Huge difference.
0: They are very kind creatures. Um, at least the ones that were so that trained in, for war.
1: What? Exactly. Tell it to the hundreds <laughs> of people that got stomped by him. I've yeah. actually been listening uh, to Such uh, a kind stomp. <laughs> I,
0: I, I give him a bath when I was in Thailand. I get to swim with elephants. They were fun. Um, but they also warned us. like If they started actually uh, musking, then run for your lives. <laughs> yes. You're that means, you're, yeah, that means they're going to heat and they will kill you, and anything they see. Yeah,
1: well, I told you about the yeah. when I was in Africa, the baby elephants at this uh, preserve. Their mom got mm-hmm. poached, so they brought them to this uh, other new mother who had a baby elephant about the same age, and they wanted to see if she, they, she would kind of adopt them, and she did. But she was super protective of them and wouldn't even go with the other herd. But some groups of people, they would they would get close, and if she would let them, they would get really close and interact with the babies. Um, So we were lucky enough as we got closer, the baby they just ran up to us and started interacting. And as we're kind of petting them, and oh my gosh, this is hilarious! And you know, just like you see in the videos, they're like, I got a trunk, and they sling that shit around and they're playing with it around you. Then the guide's like, By the way, you need to you know keep always keep an eye on the mom. Um, If she does X, Y, Z or makes this noise or flops her ears in a certain way, she is going to try and kill you. And I was like, oh, now you tell us as I am in the middle of all of her children and adoptive children. And she's staring me down (laughs) like there is no exit here.
0: (laughs) That's like so another Thailand story. So when we were in Thailand, we did all the tourist trap things that probably are super unethical. And I apologize right now that I did them. Because I was really uninformed, and now I'm more informed about it. But we went to go see tigers, um, in in these in captivity, uh, which was really sad in itself. But um, full-grown tigers, and like we didn't know if they're sedated or like what's going on. And like we get to this place, and like they open the cage door and just let you in. And then I was like, okay, um, don't say anything. The guides just said, like guides with us the entire time. And there's like three adult tigers in this room. (laughs) <laughs> we are in the cage and like we walk up to one and as we're walking up to him it's like all right so here are the ground rules it's like wait you're gonna tell me this now he's <laughs> <laughs>
3: like
0: he's like don't get anywhere near their front paws if you go to pet them make sure you're firm with your grip if you do a light touch like they might get spooked and like i'm like what <laughs> like, <laughs> smack them on the rump and see what they do <laughs> they, they will maul you if you do this and that i'm like
1: uh, like, yeah, you gotta remember even if they like are just trying to shoo you away like they swat their paw at you like don't fucking touch me that's enough to slice you open like it doesn't yeah. take much so.
3: with no, any cat
1: yeah. yeah
0: oh no but the t- tigers are gigantic
1: like massive
0: like they're massive <laughs> um and
1: uh, yeah and,
0: and there's this one picture that oh i've got and she was making fun of me because like the tiger was sleeping and like the guy was like you can go lay on the tiger's belly. And I was like, I'm not going to lay down on the tiger. Like, <laughs> like,
2: how about so you like, do so it like, first?
0: Yeah. So I'm very like cautiously like approaching the tiger to go lay down for a picture moment, And like my wife's making fun of me. She's like, don't be scared. He's sleeping anyway. I was like, don't be scared. Like, do you, like, <laughs> do you see this beast? <laughs> see this
1: thing? I know how I, I react when someone wakes me up from a deep sleep. Okay. And this is a fucking tiger. So no, thank you. Uh, do you, can you do, yeah. like? Do you imagine that tigers just wake up like playfully snuggling the things that are laying <laughs> on them, or do they wake up and go, "The fuck is this"? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, exactly. guys, we're still on the chapter symbol, okay?
0: Yeah, we are. Okay, elephants. Yeah. So let's, let's, move right let's move right into this. Let's move right into this because we're now switching to another group of people that we're back to, which is Elaine, Nynaeve, Tom, Julian, and some new characters that we have meet along the way. All the friends we meet along the way. Spoiler um, So, yeah. So, Elaine, Nynaeve, they're riding across the countryside. Um, and uh, they've made their way, or at least they're on their way to Amadecia. I think they're actually they're on the way to Tarvon. They're in Amidesia, Uh which is full of white cloaks. Like, just full of them. Um, and Nynaeve's kind of in a bad mood. Is my lady uh, Kinda. <laughs> Nynaeve needs
1: therapy big time now. Like, yeah. I, guess, I don't know why this hasn't come out before, but now. She needs therapy. Big time. Yeah. I mean, she's taking it out on Elaine. She's taking all all of her uh, unprocessed emotions out on everybody else around her. Uh, And even when she tries to take it out on Elaine, uh, even Elaine – And at first I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, that's right. Elaine's being the stuck-up little princess. And then as they're talking about it, Elaine's like, no, like, you know, we agreed to do this, da-da-da-da-da, and – there was a good reason right. for it we couldn't both be ladies because we didn't have people play the servant role and whatever so like it all made sense and they all agreed upon it mm-hmm. but now she's giving elaine shit like come on yeah you can just yeah. figure out what you're actually upset about and and process it deal with it don't take it out on literally right. everybody yep so kind of upset no she hasn't seen lana forever we know what the issue um. is. is she near a breaking point <laughs> yes yeah 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, is not happy about uh, playing the maid role at all. But I think there's more to it, like you were saying. Yeah, there's stuff. That, that's more what to that's what she's yeah. picking on. She,
1: she's been appointed to the council, but she has not been granted the rank <laughs> of master. <laughs> yeah. She's super upset about it. What do you mean I'm like the most powerful chandler, but I can't control it, and I'm not an actual I Sedai, and damn it. <laughs> And the man I love is somebody
2: I hate. And, and, and I mean, I thought this was all really interesting because like you said, it was clearly a plan that they devised together and they ended up in a town where she actually had to play her role. Like, Mm -hmm. come on now, if you can find free labor, you're going to take free labor. Anytime I walk into a place and somebody sees me and they they're like Hey, how are you? And I'm like, I'm cool. It's like, ah, you're a nice person. Could you reach up there and grab me that thing? And oh, yeah. could you carry it to this place? And I mean, here you had a owner of an inn who's probably short-staffed, and you know, clearly short-staffed. She's got tons. There of people we go again. In, all the white cloaks in uh-huh. there, and all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> all of a sudden it's like, hey, some free labor. So you're gonna take care of your lady because you can do it best. Oh, well, she's not my lady. Like, what is that what you're supposed to say? No, you got to play along. Like yeah, play like well. they say, you got to stand by your lie.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Point blank.
1: period. Yeah. I, was, yeah, I was never really taught that one, but it uh. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's yeah. like a whole skit about, like, stand by your lie. Although I have told my kids before, like, that they've tried to pull one over on me, and I've been like, I think I'm more upset that your lie was so bad. You thought I was. You thought I was so dumb that this horrible story you came up with was going to work. Like I'm insulted. If you're going to lie, you need to lie better than this. <laughs>
0: my my son with four year old logic all the time. We're like, are you telling the truth? He goes, "What's the truth, Dad?" I was like, "I'm not going to tell you the answer. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're supposed to know this, all right? Are you telling the truth? What's the truth?" Yeah. Oh, well, shit. He's like,
1: whatever you say it is, that's what I'm going with. Yes. That's what I'm going with. And the way society reacts to people, like, he's more right than you think. Like, wait, so you have power over me, so the truth is what you say it is. He's a very intelligent child. He's a smart dude, Alan. Don't be so hard <laughs> yeah. on him. Oh, he is smart. He is incredibly He's got it smart. figured he's out. He's
0: smart sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, really? Yeah. And then, and then my 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 daughter is just um just the uh, the one that that is just hilarious because we'll we'll talk about like what's good and bad about your day you know at the end of the day, and my son always has really good answers and my daughter's too, it's like, Eliza, what was a really good thing about today? She's like food, and I was like awesome, you know, you like the food. It's like, what's the bad part of the day? It's like, food. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> and it's always food. <laughs> like, I love it. It's like. All right, yeah, cool. <laughs> Anyways, so um, moving on. Um, yeah, so they begin to reflect on, um, you know, what, what Mistress McCurr had said in the previous town about uh, the Amelin's orders and things like that. Nineve's convinced at this point, like, we're just going to behave like the Black Aja has control of the tower until we receive news that says otherwise.
1: Pretty smart. Yeah. yeah. They're out on their own. They don't have good intelligence on anything. That's a very wise decision. And I'm not just saying that because we know what's happening. <laughs> um, but just considering where they're at, smart decision. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so anything about this opening scene before we move to the next thing? I mean, I
2: think we covered it very well in the sense yeah. that Naive is just being herself and Elaine is now like the voice of reasoning. I mean, we also know there's a little bit of like Nynaeve being upset that Elaine is obsessed with Tom. Mm-hmm. and yeah. I cannot wait for Elaine to find out that Tom's her father that way she can be like ugh gross can't believe this mm-hmm. but they do say mm-hmm. you know girls tend to fa- fawn over their uh, father
0: so yeah. the Game of Thrones dude <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh, I, I still so, I
1: still ask myself the question Oh, uh, what's the breaking point for Tom and Julian are they so dedicated to the vows and promises they made that they're going to put up with all sorts of rude oh, rudeness shame. <laughs> or do they eventually have a breaking point?
2: I think mm. Tom's going to stick with it just because of the fact that he still loves the queen more gays.
1: Sure. And he's mm. dedicated to Elaine because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. But he made his promise uh, to Nynaeve.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. there's the Elaine factors. Like, they, he went along with them originally because he was looking out for the bettering of the the two river folk because he didn't care for the Aes Sedai. Yeah. By the end yeah. we know he's gonna end up with her on the back of a white stallion or white unicorn. So sure.
0: Yeah. And then we get to the my, one of my favorite scenes I've been waiting for um for a while now because I think it was like a year ago. We were in talking about something else. I was like, Do you guys think they're gonna run to a circus? And you're like, I think one of you said, like, no. The other one's like, oh, no, you could, I guess. Like, Anything can happen in these books. Right. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Sure.
2: I feel like Ian would be the one to be like, yeah, yeah probably run into a yeah. circus. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
3: there's so, there so um... many
1: wild oddities every time you travel somewhere else. Like, shouldn't there be someone that travels and collects these oddities and just goes and shows everybody? Makes sense. There's money to be made. As long as you don't so, destroy buildings as you go along.
2: Uh there were three wrinkled gray animals <laughs> that the horses gazed wide-eyed two were as tall as the coach their big ears and great curved tusks shorter than the horses if likely as heavy the heavy one mm-hmm. the small one had no tusk like this is pretty cool i love the just the idea of giving us this vision of these elephants like we clearly mm-hmm. know what they are it's, being the reader and living in the world we live in, E has always been for Elephant for as long as we can remember. But for, right. you know, these girls, they've probably never, well, we know Elaine has seen Elephant before, but to really be up close and personal with them like that, eh, right. they not get that opportunity
0: before. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. And and we learned about it kind of sort of in an, another land uh, that we have not had mentioned before, Shara. Um which is beyond the Isle, Isle Waste, and then not much is known. I mean, the sea folk go there, but they're not allowed outside the port, or at least if they go out to the port, they're never heard from again. Uh, the Isle don't really even go that far over that way. So somewhere far, 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 far to the east, there's this other land. that he, uh, Van Luca, who's the character we meet, the head of the the, uh, the, the menagerie. Um, haven't you
1: know, haven't the tinkers that, been known to go out there? Yeah, and, but, they,
0: but, but and we don't and, know much about and, it. And merchants are known to be able to cross the Ayo Waste. The Ayo lets them cross to go to Shara. So there, there are there are people that do go out there. I mean, it's it's not like it's unheard of land. Right. I mean, this is a heard of place. It's just, it's very secretive.
2: Yeah. I mean, there are giant people twice the size of a gear. Yeah. There's, there's that, and there's Beings creatures no and all heads, sorts of things. Birds big enough to carry off a full-grown bull. Snakes mm-hmm. that can swallow a man. Cities made of solid gold. It kind of sounds like the Amazon.
1: Yeah, I was reading something today, uh, I don't know if y'all know of Josephus uh, did a lot of writing in, I think, like the late antiquity time, but um, Jewish guy, but he was in cahoots with the Romans, did a lot of writing. Uh, anyways, he talks about this race of giant people that I think were in Egypt, and that they lived up until like, gosh, I'd be making up a date right now. I don't remember it as well. I kind mm-hmm. of grazed over it, but anyways, and like he had sketches and everything, uh, and he also like sourced other documents, some that we still have par- parchments of, so you can go to those, and like they reference the same group of people, but they were like nearly twice the size of like normal average human beings, and just massive and big booming voices, and but they eventually mm-hmm. died off.
0: Yeah, it talks on the book of Enoch as well.
1: Yeah, is that you are talking about? Mm, yeah. Possibly. Yeah, Enoch is that which is is that in the Bible? It's a non. Non-canon. It's a non-canonized, right? right. Non-canonized. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, the you uh, see, this a... would have been much later than that, but yes, yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah, big people, <laughs> <They're> <laughs> big people. So, um, yeah, um,
0: so I mean, what do you guys think about the the, the traveling, circus, and jugglers and all sorts of fun?
1: Oh, uh, so opportunity here, if. They form some sort of relationship with them. Um, we talked before, like even when we met Tom, like Tom would be a cool person to bring along because uh, being a gleeman and traveling around, he'd be a good source of information. Well, you could apply the same logic to these folks. I mean, you would assume they would travel quite a bit. Even just to acquire the different animals and beasts, they would have to trade with people that have traveled to far reaches. So... Uh, maybe a good network for current information, maybe a good opportunity to learn uh, prophecies and stories from far off lands that we haven't heard of. We're already introduced to an area that we don't know much about past the IEA Waste. They might even be able to to tell stories or hints of prophecy or, or prophecy through song or poetry or something like that, that they're able to provide them. So hopefully we get some more out of them. Yeah. I like your
2: optimism and I appreciate it, but they, like you said, they, I mean, he came out with a liar right off the bat. Like, yeah, these, you know, look at these beasts and the, you know, they're not really seen elsewhere. And Elaine's like, ah, I've seen them before, but we'll let you continue with your story. You're trying to sell us. We understand. We appreciate so, it. He's got to make a, bite. so I know.
0: Right. So I know the, 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 the book describes Val, Val and Luca as being a very attractive man with very well, well defined legs. Well and, turned. And, and, and the well turned, yeah, well turned <laughs> calves. Um, and, um, and you know, it, it's, it, and I know what the book says, but in my head canon, I've always pictured him as Danny DeVito from uh, A Big Fish. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, Wheel of Time on Prime, if you're listening and you want to cast for Vale and Luca, Danny DeVito <laughs> is your cast.
1: <laughs> but go ahead and let him play the penguin. That's being yeah. a ringmaster, like just go yeah. all out.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he played a ringmaster even, I think, in Dumbo, right? The the live animated, like live Dumbo version. So, Maybe. so he he plays that role well. I mean, he Danny DeVito, and I mean, it's always Sunny Philadelphia. He pretty much plays the same role. Too. Yeah, I mean, that's true. He's, tight, he's a ringmaster. He's tight, there, he's tight cast. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's tight cast for a ringmaster. Yeah. <laughs> uh just just give him some give him some good uh CGI legs and, and call yeah, it done. Make him look good. <laughs>
2: we changed so many other things up. You might as well go ahead and change his
0: character. <laughs> might, yeah, you might as well you might as well make a down if you know. I'll appreciate that. Hmm. <laughs> so what are your initial thoughts of Valen? I mean he's talking about his pentance and how, you know, woe is me. Um yeah, you know, at first he just asks us like can I can you pay pay me so I can perform for you? they're like, Yeah, we don't have time for that. Uh and he's like, Well, you know, can you just Maybe just help me out a little bit, uh, and, you know. He's only going to go into the Sop story. And it's like they really are nice creatures, but kind of maybe got in trouble a little bit and destroyed some things and mm. got a lot of money now. And yeah. I and mean, like, I, the punishment I, wasn't he's... too bad
1: except for the fine. <laughs> like he keeps <laughs> yeah. he keeps hitting on the money thing. Like he's just trying to get money from him. He's yeah, the guy. I mean, like, I like it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. I was I'm gonna good. say he's the guy that's at the corner of the street, and you're like, you know what? Today, today, I'm gonna drop couple dollars in his basket and then as you're about to pull off he climbs into a really sweet mercedes you know <laughs> on his way to a swanky dinner in his penthouse and <laughs> like <laughs> that this that's this guy uh, i agree uh, he's a
2: very likable person he's very charismatic he clearly can captivate an audience no problem so like you want to feel sorry for him but in the back of your mind there's a little voice going don't do it <laughs> Leave him alone. Don't do it. And I hate to say it, but I feel like he's going to be a character that keeps popping back up now.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, he's not gone away. This is not the last time we see him. This is one of Jordan's soft, like, hey, here's this important guy that you might want to pay attention to, but we're not (laughs) going to make him important right now. We're going to let you think.
1: He's got nothing going on. This is Peter's uncle. <laughs> actually it's pater's father that he never knew because he was traveling in the circus and knocked up his mom and, yeah yeah exactly it's mr peter
0: yeah. Tra- travel traveling uh we, we we've actually met some traveling circus people we we sailed with one uh we went to college with a girl that that grew up in a
1: yeah, traveling yeah. Circus. great juggler yeah bruised really way exactly. too easily. <laughs> and sailing yeah, like those dead. fiberglass boats man every time you roll tack it looked like Beat the living shit out of her. Like, it was, it was, yeah. Rough. She
0: actually got called in to, uh, by, uh, you know, the school. Yeah. And wondering if she had an abusive, abusive boyfriend because she, right. she bruised or so easily. Like, she was sailing.
1: She was covered in them.
0: Yeah. They, they, as, uh, cause I was coaching y'all's team and, like, they actually called me and, like, the administrators did and had questions about, you know, what's going on because she was covered head to toe in bruises. And, like, no, she's just sailing. Was, you <laughs> oh, got, wow. you got a tech, you got a jab. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> that's something. easily?
1: Yeah, she bruised super easily. Yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, um, but yeah, grew up. I think her parents were trapeze artists, and she was a juggler. Yeah, yeah. so
1: been cool. The only person yeah. I know who actually went to clown school, and then went on to yeah. other things. But mm. she mm, did yeah. Clown school mm. Yeah, not
0: going to mention what she went on to because they probably listen to this podcast. And we're right, yeah, we'll get flagged. Hunt, hunt down. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> 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 it's government related. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna mention names or anything else. Uh, um, so, um, yeah, and, and Elaine has a soft heart for it, even though naive's kind of like, no, we're not gonna pay you anything. Like, now use that 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 type that just doesn't doesn't ever give it. You know, you have these type of people. That just, our just our need outweighs
1: and, your need, and she right. yeah, she doesn't see the need mm-hmm. to help anybody along the way. Elaine right. probably, so she has a good heart. But I don't know if she fully understands that she doesn't have the deep pockets that she grew up with. Like, right. where Nynaeve probably recognizes what it takes to get by with little to nothing. You gotta hold on to what you got because of where she came from. Elaine mm-hmm. may not be able to grasp that concept. So I think they, in in these gestures here, they both make a point. Uh, you know, Elaine feels sorry for him. Is like, oh, uh, let's, you know, hey, toss him a coin. Uh, and not paying attention to what Nynaeve tosses. <laughs> Nynaeve tosses, like, the most worthless coin she can
0: <laughs> it's, yeah, right, a penny, right. like literally a penny. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: I gave them a silver penny. That's more than what they're worth. Yeah. It's like, well, damn. Yeah. Which naive felt she gave too much. And Elaine feels embarrassed <laughs> by the <gift>. right. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah.
0: And this gives a little exposition as far as like how Elaine thinks about naive. like, you know, my obviously controlling the purse strings during this whole thing. And she, and Elaine kind of has this internal monologue about it like that. Like, you know, she tre- treats, treats everything. Like it's the two rivers, like that everything costs too much. And she's like, that's not how the rest of the world is just because you live in the backwoods. No, or where everything's cheap. Doesn't mean the rest of the world's not like that. <laughs> so that's... which is something to have someone control the purse strings that like that. Um, actually probably to an advantage, right. um, I agree. but at the same time, uh, Elaine's not happy with, with it. So,
1: yeah, in general, yeah. if we were in a traveling group, you all should not trust me with the purse strings. Because in mm-hmm. some ways I'm responsible, but I still have that attitude like I was YOLO before YOLO was a thing. Like <laughs> I would – I'd be like we might have seven cities to visit in the first city. I would try and convince you all to spend all of our money, and we'll just figure the rest out later. <laughs> like en- enjoy it 100% where you're at right now. Do all the craziest things you can when it's in front of you. Have a good time, and you can figure out tomorrow, tomorrow.
0: I have been to many bars where Ian's bought shots for every single person in the bar. Oh yeah, and not 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 small bars. I mean, yeah. very crowded bars. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what? It was a good time, and we still talk about it those times. Great memories. It, it, it was. It, it was a good time. Wonderful investment, but yeah, I didn't really make a lot of money on that. Kind of lost yeah. a lot. But it's all good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, don't give me the purse. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, indeed, um and let's see, so yeah, they leave after that, and they reach uh Sinda and it's late in the afternoon, and they can see what the what the what the war horses slash elephants did because uh yeah, <laughs> definitely shits wrecked
1: a little bit of damage. they were lucky to get out you know and not be jailed. he's lucky it was just a fine agreed.
2: I mean, but you
1: gotta—they're huge animals. It's like they're—they're they're not gonna get through there easily anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah, swinging those big gray tusks left and right. Chris is thinking yeah. about the time he was trying to cautiously walk past a chair but knocked it over anyways, and I, it's I, not my I, fault. I tried. I do that every day. I do my That's best. How I feel it. We're optimizing
2: space in this apartment, and I hit—I the minute Chanel moves something out of place. I hit it. And I know. Like I'm like you moved it, didn't you? But I need it you're not supposed to move stuff. Everything has a place. Why?
1: Because if not, Chris destroys. It. <laughs> have you have you accidentally bumped into a student yet and they go flying? Oh, yes. Like, I can feel like you trying to scooch by and be like, let me just sneak past you real quick. Bam! And they There's go no- boom, on the floor. <laughs>
2: There's nothing accidental about it. They like to <laughs> mob the halls. There you go. <laughs> let me just tell you, I have been asked way too many times at this point if I want to press charges. So now I'm like, I want water. Y'all are going to get out of my way. I-, I will make my I boom, move out of the way. Y'all know you're supposed to be to the... Right the right hand side, I'm coming through, I'm getting water, and then I move. And if you don't <laughs> part ways, I'm walking on top of you. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. I have done it. <laughs> Can't they go learn.
1: <laughs> Zero regard. <laughs> <laughs> have
0: you seen the video for uh a bitter uh a bittersweet symphony you know, we just walk the street and just walk straight line, bumping everybody. Oh, yeah. So this is what Chris is doing in the in the school. Just just makes a straight line, refuses to move for anyone.
2: That was me in high school too. Like I I have mm-hmm. no time to wait for you people to get out of my way. I will move you, like point blank, period.
1: With minimal effort, no, no.
2: Yes. Now I have had the moments where it's accidental. Like they move their desk in my walkway, and mm-hmm. I warn them. Like these, I have blue painters tape. Marking where the desks have to be so that I can walk by without hitting a child. This is not an exaggeration. So when I walk in, those desks go flying, it's because you moved them. Yeah. And there have been a number of times where kids are like, damn, he's big. Because I walk through, it's like, boom, kid and desk go this way, kid and desk go that
1: way. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I know, so we're looking at each other. We got the video going tonight. I know the listeners can't see, but when you started kind of. I won't say make it excuses, but being understanding of, well, you know, these you know, it's not the animal's fault. You know, this is the way God made them. And sometimes they bump into things. I can see the look on your face. Where you're, I can see you thinking of those moments where you're like, you know, every now and then I bump into something.
3: You know, Shit
1: happens. <laughs> it's not my fault. Poor elephants. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Yeah. <clears throat> Poor elephants. Uh, so you get to the King's Lancer, uh, and they note that there's lots of white cloaks. Um, and almost as many Kingsmen as well. Just wandering around the town, uh, just, just lots and lots. Was of it people. all the Kingsmen? Um, all the Kingsmen. Yeah. Did trying, they have all the Kings horses? Apparently got.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Hmm. All the Kings know, horses but, and I, I, all the king's men Interesting. You know,
0: what they never actually say in the in the nursery rhyme that Humpty Dumpty was an egg. That's just made up for the the
1: pictures. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it's,
0: never, it's never mentioned. He's an egg. I think they just made that for the children because it's actually a person that cuts. And how
1: do we know it's, it's how do we know it's a physical injury? How, how do how do how do we not know that you know it's it's, it's no. metaphorical and like you know he, he was propped up and then mm. the, his the foundations mm. of his life maybe his family was taken from him, uh, maybe some like just horrible Pump tragedy an and egg. you know it's, he lost it and just mm. all the greatest people in the world just couldn't fix him. He just he was lost.
2: You know, CNU has yeah. a whole class about this.
1: And that's sad.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I took it. It
2: was my writing intensive course.
1: I mean, that's great. On children's literature. <laughs> <laughs> I had
2: a great time in that class.
1: Okay. So at um, William and Mary, I took a class tales. called Death. And it was quite literally, it was ranked as the hardest class to take out of any school by any teacher in the entire U.S. on death. And this professor was insane. So I audited it. Um, which is that's the way to go, by the way. This professor does not teach her anymore, but he was like, religious studies majors, uh so if you're not a religious studies major, you're probably gonna fail. Um, you know, your philosophy majors, you might get a C, philosophy of religious studies, you might get a B or no, he says you'll get a C, I would get a B in my only in my class and only God would get an A. Something to that effect. And he was right. <laughs> I was like this pompous a-hole. And he wasn't just hard to be hard, it's just the material he threw at you. Oh, man, just crazy. So yeah, mm-hmm. we didn't do Humpty Dumpty. We we did <laughs> no. we did we did death <laughs> and from every direction, from every point in history, from every philosophy, every religion, every everything, we looked at death and it was mm. mind blowing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I wanna know going back to the book. Why all these people are gathered in this town,
1: maybe' there's for like some death. I
0: mean, there was a circus there was
2: <laughs> was, so we think the white cloaks and the Kingsman were there for the circus
0: uh, I don't know maybe i mean it's a it's a pretty big deal in the circus well it used to be the circus isn't really a it's not a big anymore. deal anymore it's it's not a thing anymore, but it it was when we were kids, the circus was a
1: big deal, it was. Yeah. Ringling Brothers and Barnum When circus. this when this was
0: written, yeah, when this was
1: written, in the nineties circuses. circuses were huge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they packed huge. the house. Um, so the king's men n- n- worked n- for whom? The king. Yeah, but king who? Uh, <laughs> um, well,
0: hmm. they're in, they're in they're in uh, uh Amadecia. So I'm guessing the king's of Amid-
1: Yeah, in white clothes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess my, my thought I didn't think it'd do it. Too deeply other than it's the same as the rest of the world. The white clakes, the white clakes, the fuck, the white cloaks have been infiltrated, right? (laughs) And they're positioning all over the place. They're talking about moving borders and uh, they're really putting pressure on different royal families and governments and stuff like that. So they're really pressing right now. So they're everywhere vying for power. I mean they're outside of Tarvalon. Mm-hmm. They're they're yeah, they're they're pushing boundaries. So, it doesn't it's surprise me that the, they're there.
2: The dark the dark lord's army.
1: With them Tarvalon, which I mean we got more teeth pulling strings with them.
2: We do. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And uh a- apparently we haven't got there yet, but uh Elaine's stepbrother, what's his name?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: God. Yeah. God. We're we're assuming he's a white cloak now. That's that should be yeah. coming at some point soon
0: he was he was reading some some literature, yeah, and then
1: disappeared
0: mm-hmm. off in the direction of them white right? cloaks, yep, so yeah, um and they stop at the at the the light of truth apparently uh it's in that the white cloaks go to frequently um and they take room uh there uh Tom and Julian uh, decide to sleep in the bar because the room is super small, so like when they get all the luggage up it does it takes up the entire room like it's I mean, they were pretty much told
2: they were going to sleep in the barn anyway.
1: Yeah.
2: They're like, we don't have enough room for y'all. You know, the other place is destroyed, you know. We have stuff going right. on, but it will be okay.
1: Is this the same place where Elaine, Elaine negotiates for a second bed instead of a trundle? Oh, yeah. For Neneve, because mm-hmm. Neneve is a snorer. Oh, a snorer. So I if she's snoring, cute. that could be the reason why she's so grumpy, and it, like adding to it. She's sleeping but not getting good sleep. It could be sleep apnea. Mm-hmm.
2: I was about to say the same. I thing. Think yeah. See mm-hmm.
1: bad, yeah. So, you know, yeah. feel bad for her, DBA but she needs, she still month. needs to seek the medical help and get yeah. that taken care of.
0: But uh, they're, they're, they're planning to get their own rooms because they're, they're going to go and use the ring to yeah. go to sleep in the other world that night. Giggity. So. <laughs> mm. I'd say giggity, I guess. Yeah.
1: They sell those rings at the gas stations in the, in the men's gas stations, oh. you put in four quarters, you get the erection ring. Oh, okay, Is that not what they're no. using? What? <laughs> Rib- ribbed for oh. her pleasure? <laughs> different, different, ring. A diff- different, different, different,
0: different ring. Different ring. Okay, never Different ring. Right. Uh, we know what you did. Sorry. you don't have what those kind of... What kind gas of... stations are you going to? <laughs> you have know, those gas stations where you're playing? I go to Wawa, man. <laughs> okay, yeah, no,
1: Wawa does not have these. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Just kidding. Let's edit that out. <laughs>
3: oh,
2: this episode is officially gone. Wait, so y'all have
1: never been to a gas station where they have, like, no, a I condom have. dispenser? And if they do, no, so if you actually read the labels, they have things other than condoms in there. Okay. Okay. Oh, all right. Well sometimes I've been in one where it's crowded and you're waiting for a urinal and I'm like, well I'm not gonna watch MP. Let me read what's on here. That's interesting.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you see that really skinny fourteen year old go up and like put his quarters in and get a magnum and I'm like Fuck you! Yeah, right. <laughs> You're so full of shit. Why are you trying to show off in here? Nobody cares.
2: No uh, cares. <laughs> I use a plastic bag. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got some
1: lawn and leaf bags in my trunk. What? what?
0: <laughs> uh, so, we in the cheddar then go to sleep. <laughs> Let's with the ring and the with Magnum. Ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh ian's drinking again guys uh, <laughs> yeah. w- welcome back Ian. hey cheers <laughs>
1: moonshine
0: <laughs> and um yeah so um yeah so that's what we end this chapter is the going to bed um, ah going to bed you know, i can't wait uh-huh. yeah <laughs> any other thoughts or anything we missed
2: if she cannot use Brigitte to find out what was going on in the tower, perhaps there was a way she could do so herself. So, at least mm. they're really coming to the realization there's something serious going on in the tower that they really need to look into. Mm. And I really do hope they figure it out before they make it all the way to the tower or close enough to where they could be put themselves in danger. Like, at this point, you got to ask yourself, like, when are y'all going to, like, smarten up and you know, make the decision to be a little bit more cautious. I know we talked about this a little bit the last go around, but they're kind of blindly going into situations, which at this point just doesn't make sense to me. And I mean, this time, at least they're they going into areas with this disguise, but they took off with a carriage that can be easily identified they know that they're gonna be tracked down at some point. I would have rode that thing out a little ways, gotten into a couple like a town, sold that bad mm-hmm. boy off, got a couple more horses, got some tents, switch like cars, switch plates. Switch, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mix it. Like, up. Yeah. I just don't. And what is Tom doing? Like he should have more sense than this. I mean, I know like ninety is kind of running the show here, but. You know, we got two veteran, we got a
1: tracker, and we have whatever the heck Tom really is. Tom's been mixing like, it up, like, everywhere. He's been everywhere. He understands a lot of the cultures. He knows how to blend in. He knows how to stand out. When, and he smartly knows when to do each of those and how to do each of those. So, yeah, he's not advising very well. So I was going to give you—so I, I was letting you finish, and I was nodding along— I wanted to give Nynaeve a little bit of an excuse. Young, a little bit naive to this world she's in. And it's not like um, with Swan traveling, where Swan can rely on some sort of network of information and people that she might be able to trust. Like, Nynaeve has nothing. Yeah, that's true. Right, she doesn't have any sort of connection. They really are making it up as they go. But you nailed it with the Tom thing. And, and even Julian, why aren't they chiming in more? I mean, they
2: have literally shut up at this point. They're,
1: they're bickering
2: to themselves back and forth, but they haven't just outright been like, look, we know better than you. You're making a mistake. We need to do this. Right.
1: Although I guess they've tried before, and then it just turned into arguing between the two of them. Maybe it's their own fault. Instead of working together to try and provide good advice, like, they're getting their you know, own Tom is like, this... It's better if I go mingle with the aristocracy and I'll find out information. And Julian's like, "Well, I'm gonna go shake down some of the shady rats in the in the alleys at night and find some information." And and they're competing, so the girls get frustrated with both of them. I think if they'd have to worked together to advise, or maybe if they get to that point, where if they work together to advise, maybe they could do some good for the group. But maybe that's the problem. I don't know. Well, hopefully they get there soon. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're gonna end up in
2: a Tarvalon jail. With them Tar-Valon witches.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else?
2: No, we're good.
0: So, um, predictions. What's going to happen in the dream?
1: Well, first of all, if they can actually connect with Egwene, and assuming our timelines are lining up right now, they're about to find out that the Aiel are on the march. So if that happens, that's huge. And that would be enough to possibly redirect them and keep them from going to tar But what's been happening recently in the dreams, they feel like somebody's watching them. And maybe this watcher finally reveals themselves. And it's like, hey, let me give you some tidbits. And it's somebody trying to help them. Or maybe it's this spider lady. Uh, What's her name? The Forsaken. Morgedian. Margideon. Yeah, or maybe it's that and we have another battle. So, M-Gideon. I mean, just... yeah who knows lots could happen here Mm. yeah cool
2: i mean i think they're gonna get a better insight on what rand has planned but i don't feel like the dreams that there's no information really to be passed along i think i'm gonna go along with ian's idea of them either being like somebody interjecting in on the conversation from the outside for the positive for the negative i'm not sure um Mm -hmm. at this point in the book i would hope for the negative i need some more action to occur Mm -hmm. so i feel like we're gonna have a um one of our dark friends jump in and and cause a ruckus um and then i'm hoping in the next couple of chapters we start hearing about pairing like a missing pair oh yeah oh yeah
1: what's he up to
2: (laughs) Oh, I guess it's the whole book with no parents. Is, he's just, oh, is parent. he still just chilling down there? Just just
1: chilling? I mean,
0: he's, he's pretty, he was pretty beat up pretty much after the Battle of Two Rivers. So.
1: Okay, sleep for two or three days, and then what? No. Yeah. Well, Loyal probably convinced him to stick around so we could write some more. Loyal yeah, does yeah, like his downtime to be able to write. Because, really, the only reason we have any of these books, it's not Jordan writing it. This is the diary of Loyal. I
0: mean, Perrin just, did just get married, so I was probably just doing this.
1: Uh, two rivers and, yeah. I'm gonna get
2: and then he went to the gas station down the road the one on the corner <laughs> Yeah, got, a, got two magnums and an erection ring <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a, booyah when uh, he's he probably got there and um, Fael was like oh shit I already got some pulls out the, the the, the <laughs> nightstand drawer and be like babe you didn't have to waste your money <laughs> uh, uh, I got you kidding.
0: So, uh, favorite character?
2: Mm. I will go ahead and give it to Elaine because she kept a calm head. Okay. And, you know, though she's fawning all over Tom, which we know that's never going to happen, her, I don't know if I'd call it a skill set, but I guess you could. Her knowledge that she's gained while being in the court has really come to their aid. Mm -hmm. And it's helped them get where they are so far. So I'm going to go ahead and and give her
1: a chat, you know, my kudos. I'm going to do a one-off. The innkeeper that Swan gave this secret message to. Because everything Swan did there was really wrong. And the innkeeper (laughs) really saved that situation. Could have been much worse. Uh, So at least for now, I mean, we're going to read two chapters and find out that she's the one that just straight out dimed her out. Like, oh, yeah, White Cloak's. By the way, that was the former Amlern, like y'all need to go chase her down. Maybe that's what we find. But as of right now, mm-hmm. it seems like she played it really cool. Could have been a lot worse. Yeah. So whatever that innkeeper's name was, okay. I forget already. She was pretty awesome.
0: Uh yeah.
1: I'd have to open the
0: innkeeper book. innkeeper C. Right? She was she was plump mm. enough
1: to be trustworthy. Yeah. You don't trust those any or skinny innkeepers. The skinny ones. Oh no yeah. not at all. Oh. Yeah.
0: Good picks. So uh next time on the way to read. So we're doing two chapters. We're back to two. Uh, so we're fifteen, 14, 15, which are, the titles are Meeting. Yeah, it's going to be a board meeting. Yep. It sounds like it sounds pretty boring. And then, What Can Be Learned in Dreams? Huh. Ooh. Wonder what that one's about. Um, Elaine's I don't know. <laughs> going
2: to get some, or 90 going to get taught some things. Mm. Maybe.
1: Hopefully. You know, Gwaine's got a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. So. Hey, this this Good. ring, remember, like I said, well, it had to have been made for O'Gear, but now we're finding out that there are beings past the waist that are bigger than O'Gear. So maybe that ring belonged mm-hmm.
2: to them. Nah, that's an exaggeration. That guy's lying.
1: Uh, but, yeah. okay, so we already have a hint that this whole dreamwalking seems to be more prevalent among the Aeol. I mean, mm-hmm. among the Aes Sedai, like, we have our second one in, what, hundreds of years? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And yet you have a group of them that routinely do it among the IEL, And then you go a little bit further across the border. I mean, who's to say there isn't a group of people that don't do it all the time? And these are like the Watchers.
2: Well, that's just like saying mm. the ring could be used by men. They just don't know. Yeah. M-E-N, not M-I-N. Sure. So. Yeah, yeah. I think we also know there's somebody else that's traveling the dreams off and on. Just chilling. And mm. I'm hoping that Camping. he will come back up into play here I'm really mm-hmm. looking for a parent chapter I'm missing parent really yeah, badly. I do now that you bring it I up I, yeah,
1: agreed I'm missing him that storyline was yeah. so great in the battle there Yeah, I mean you got a couple of Aiel helping him out but Tom's also fighting and uh, uh, Loyal is fighting I mean everybody's just throwing down there and then the whole love thing and he sends her off but she comes back and saves I mean you can't
3: that's fantastic
1: can't that. everything about that whole situation was amazing Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Except Tom wasn't there, was he? Tom's gonna go. I hope Tom gets involved with saving more gays. I hope Tom and Gareth Brand get involved with saving more gays. And then, like, there's an awkward. They both are there at the moment she saved. It's like both the U.S. and Russia yeah, getting to Berlin yeah, at yeah. the same time. And they're like, "Oh, well, we defeated Hitler, but uh, so how are we gonna divvy this up? Like, huh. you get a half, I get a half. Like, how? What's? Huh. How do we do this? It build a ball. Yeah. I
0: don't know.
1: yeah. Maybe.
0: Do you think parents going to show up at all in this book? Nope. It's
1: not looking good.
0: <laughs> nope. Just get you... out of the
2: way. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. But like, no if, pair. as far in as we are,
1: like, how could you bring it up and really develop anything as slow as Jordan is with drawing out or developing stories? Like, it'd be hard pressed. Because I'm also worried that, okay, uh, I feel like Naive and Elaine will likely stick together. There's nothing that says they're going to go different directions. I feel like our group with Swan and Loghain and Min. I feel like they might get split up very soon, especially after, I mean, things can change radically when Swan meets mm-hmm. up with the blues. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
3: Okay.
1: I mean, the parties we're already following mm-hmm. can already splinter and go in different directions. There's just, there's no time. Yeah.
0: Cool.
2: Also, we have All our right. Sean Chen friend.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: What happened to her? I'm trying to remember. I, I think they remember, just parted man. ways. They you? parted ways cause, no, she went with Bale. Bale. That's right. Because her and Bale, Bale went to go... go cast the stuff into the ocean.
1: Right, which we're assuming is not going to happen. Yeah. So. It's
0: like, where anyway. where are
2: they? Get old Bill to them. We might get a, a chapter. Where them.
1: do they go? Oh, where yeah. do they go now? I, 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 I. I'm just waiting for a pater chapter. You know, that's what. We just had one, yeah. didn't they reference like some dude that ended up getting killed? God, I meant, I meant oh, to yeah, highlight they did that. I meant to highlight uh, that too. It, it, yeah, really a, shitty a, dark a, friend, reference.
0: Man. A dark friend that got hung.
1: All right, that was Peter. Ooh. That was Peter. Okay. Can we find? We got time because you can edit out the gap of space. Can we? Can we find the line? Anybody?
0: Uh, you, you you can find it. Jesus, yeah, sure. I don't
1: know if I can. What chapter would that have been in? It's
2: like, there we go. Pages are stuck together. This is gonna be it. A...
1: Mm-hmm. Pages are stuck together. What? That's what I heard.
0: <laughs> what happened on those pages? You get really excited. <laughs> Pater's dead.
1: <laughs> you stopped by that gas station, didn't you? <laughs> uh,
2: um, what would the children of the light want with Mara? He would never believe uh-huh. she was a dark friend. But then he had seen a baby face, yellow haired, hanged in Camelin. A dark friend who had been teaching children in the street about the glories of the Dark One, the great lord of the dark, he had called him. The lad had killed nine of them in three years, as near as could be discovered, when they looked like turning him in. Mm-hmm. Oh, so on the one. Where was Peter from?
1: Yeah, that's it. On the one hand, if that was Peter, he gets little props because he whacked white cloaks? No, he whacked kids. Oh, Pater killed mm-hmm. kids? Yeah. Wait, I thought it said he killed white cloaks. No, it no, said he killed
2: nine of them that looked like they'd be turning him in right after they said he was turning kids.
1: Oh, man. Pens Pronouns and all him. that shit.
2: <laughs> they, them. <I> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yep. He's a so, kid killer. He was, he was,
0: the younglings. That was Pater.
1: Worst dark friend ever. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Like, so he gets punched in the nose by Rand. Rand. And after that, he's like, fuck this shit. I'm not going up against the big guys. So what am I going to do? He's like, I'm going to go pick on little kids. And he tries to make a little kid army. And when a little kid doesn't follow me, he whacks him. Yeah. Are you kidding me? What? The young lady. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Anakin. <laughs> Although I saw, <laughs> I, I saw this uh, this meme-ish type thing. Where it's Anakin, he goes in there, the younglings look up at him, and you know the one that looks up at him and almost look like mm-hmm. a, how he did when he was a little kid. And the next scene that kid uh pulls sand out of his pocket and flings that at Anakin and goes like no and it's like <laughs> end credits. <laughs> Saves the day oh, with a pocket great. full of sand.
0: So how we how we can be found. <laughs> <laughs> we can be found at the wheel reads everywhere instagram twitter facebook uh tiktok youtube all those great places um i I promise to start putting out more content on those other places i've just been busy and i'm gonna continue to be busy because i have a kid coming but i'm gonna try i'm gonna try um and then um yeah uh, the is our website you can find links to all sorts of stuff including our merchandise so if you don't want in a giveaway you can go buy it there also, you can support us through Patreon. Uh, Patreon's a great way to support us. Um, it's how we do Gearful uh, Ways with money raised from there, plus other things like equipment and uh, Jordan Con drinks and things like that will be bought. Yeah, for, yeah. So, there'll be a lot of fun things. Mm, uh, Jordan Con's be fun, a fun time. Yeah. Tequila. Dun, 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 dun. So if you're not going Jordan Con, you should go. Um, I'm still waiting to hear back, but. Um, Uh, We got media passes, but I'm still waiting to hear back about one thing. And then I I think they just went on sale last weekend. I don't know if they sold out. Someone might be able to tell me. Um, But um, they went on sale for another round of tickets. So I I don't know if they're sold out out or they're going to do another round again. I, I don't know. They keep on doing this, like, short releases of, you know, here's 100 tickets at a time to sell. So. Got to get on it when, when they when they release those. Got to get. Getting. Oh, yeah. Just told me they sold out in 90 minutes. So when they're oh, releasing wow. these little stacks, they're selling out really fast. So they're like doing it in waves, which is kind of like smart to do, but like, so you got to be on it. Oh, that was the last round. Oh, yeah. Oh, all yeah. right. Oh, yeah, they're completely sold out. <laughs>
2: yes. I needed to give us an answer because I need a So
0: there we go. Uh, JordanCon sold out. So if you didn't get a ticket next year, um, <laughs> uh, you we'll see y'all
2: in 2023. Um,
0: yeah. So. We'll see y'all then, um, but if not sooner. Um, but so, yeah, um, that's about it. Yeah, come see us in JordanCon. Support us every way you can. We'd love you too. If not, just listen to us. We still love you. Yeah. We love you. We love you all. And with that being said,
1: until next time, peace.
0: Okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to The Wheel Reads. See y'all next time.